Check your productions in conjunction with Inspire Fitness Academy presents Fitness Strip Bear, a show that, as in the title suggests, will try to strip bare the myths, rumors, and gimmicks of the phenomenon that in itself has become a worldwide industry. Welcome to episode two of Fitness Strip Bear. I'm sitting down with Inspire Fitness Guru, John Briggs. John, how you doing? Thanks, Ellis. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, yet again, can't wait to get on with today's subject. Well, today's subject I'm pleased to announce to everyone today is going to be strength training. Fantastic. And I have no idea about the subject, so this is why we have you here to guide us through it. Absolutely. Let's do it. So, John, strength training, how do you do it? Every boy wants to walk around looking like Arnie and want to get to the chopper, but how do they actually go about strength training? Okay, well, there's a number of different ways how you can do it. Um, and a lot of different schools of thought. And since about the 1950s, there's been uh, a lot of different methods and, you know, lots of different experts saying this is the best way or that's the best way, whatever it is. What we believe is that when you lift weight to build strength, it should emulate an everyday life movement. For example, we should do either a push movement or a pull movement. When you push, you work your chest muscles your pectoralis majors and minors. You also work your shoulder muscles, your deltoids, and you also work the backs of your arms, which are your triceps. That's a push for an upper arm. So you're talking basic push-ups here, right? Either a push-up or a bench press. Okay, yep. Or dips on the parallel bars. Okay, yes. Yep. So when you, yeah, when you, well, you're working at least three or four muscle groups in one hit there as well. So because in life, everyday life, we push things. So we push a door, we might push a, uh, a shopping trolley, a pram, or we pull things towards us. So when we pull something in, in the gym, it should be something like a seated row where you pull it towards you and you work your back muscles, the opposite to a pushing exercise. So you balance out your overall body and you get proportion. So you work your back muscles, you work your biceps. I'm pointing to mine right now. And you work another part of your shoulders and you work your forearm muscles and you're also working part of your abs. So there's a lot of muscles all working at the same time. Yeah, that's a um, fairly comprehensive amount of muscles that you're working on just through simple, just a simple yeah, pushing exercise. Absolutely. So, okay, so if you're working the, the upper body yeah. for obviously you know, doing push-ups or pushing yes. or running, whatever, yeah. um, what about legs? Yeah, for because sure. Because a, a lot of guys tend to forget about legs. They don't walk they? around like yeah. little... They're all basic chickens, you know. Yeah. They've got these awesome you know, big pecs and stuff and chesty things, and they've got yeah, these little skinny-ass legs. Exactly right, little sticking set legs. And anyway, look, so it's obviously ridiculously important to work your legs. Now, the best ways to work your legs are with another functional movement. Say, for example, if you were, to, if you were sitting down on the chair and you stood up, that is actually a squat. So you work your quadricep muscles, you work your gluteus maxim ass, in other words, that backside of yours. You're working your abdominal muscles as well and part of your back. So squats are a fantastic exercise to do. Also, deadlifts. So a deadlift is when you lift the weight from the ground. It's difficult to explain this in this podcast, but you actually imagine um, lifting a box from the oh, ground. Yeah, okay, yeah. removalists. Yeah, removalists, that's right. Yeah. So an actual fact, if you think about being in a warehouse, okay, yeah. there's something on the wall with a red cross through it telling you how to not lift. Yeah, that's right. And that's with straight legs. Now, this is a bit of bone and contention in the gym industry 
or the fitness industry, where some people say doing straight-legged deadlifts are really good. Well, why is that the case then if on every single building site or whatever it is in a warehouse or wherever there's that sign on saying with a red cross, do not lift with straight legs? And you'd actually damage your back really badly. Well, that's what I um, worked in the motor industry uh, before I got into doing uh, podcasting and, and um, yeah. announcing. And um, there's so many various ways of lifting. Like uh, yeah. a lot of times I'd, I'd lift with a straight back or, you know, if, whether permitting, I'd yeah. lift, you know, bending the legs and doing uh-huh. all the occupational health and safety kind yes. of ways. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's a contradiction in either ways, isn't it? Absolutely. But you've got to think how, what is more functional, what's more natural way of doing it? You know, so you look at the way the body works. We've got joints. Yes. So your joints are there for a reason. And surrounding your joints, you've got muscle. Okay. Now, if you don't lift weight uh, properly, that is, and I'll explain how it works uh, maybe later or another time, you lose, on average, one kilo of muscle every five years. And that's called atrophy. So that's why older people, like people in their 80s, for example, don't have much muscle on the body. And they get problems like lower back pain and their posture's stooped over. The reason why the posture's gone is because there's no muscle to keep them upright. Is that because they don't keep up a kind of exercise you know, through their um, elderly lifestyle? Absolutely. They, they just retire and go yeah. gardening or something? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Because, well, it's if they don't lift weight. Mm. So when you lift, when you lift a weight, you build muscle, providing, yeah. providing the weight is heavy enough for you to fatigue in around about 10 seconds. Okay. Okay. If you go beyond that, then you're not tearing the muscle fibers. And when I say tear to all the listeners as well, I don't mean injury tear. It's a microscopic fiber tear, which means that it takes about five to seven days for those muscles to knit back together and get stronger and a little bit bigger okay. in that recovery time. I've actually, I just thought of a question just as you were spinning off there for a bit. Um, when you're working out, I've heard two different trades of thought here. When you're doing your weights and you're doing your, little, your sets or whatever you're doing, what's more beneficial, doing it slow so you feel your muscles burning and getting that workout or fast? Okay. To ni- get, just to complete yeah. them and, 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 yeah. and move on to the next set. Yeah, ni- neither particularly. What, what gets you the best results for muscle building is what I've just said. So a heavy weight, which you lift, whether it, whether it be a bench press or whatever it is, and you fatigue in around about 10 seconds. If you go beyond 10 seconds approximately, then you're in a different energy system, and I won't get too complicated about this right now, but the way to build muscle is in the anaerobic system, which means explosive power in around about 10 seconds. If you go beyond that, then you're not gonna build the muscle. You won't microscopically tear those fibers. You get fitter, and you build some endurance, a bit like a 400 meter run compared to a 100 meter run and 100 meter run is just pure explosive power or a shot put or a knockout punch in boxing or a hard serve in tennis that's all explosive power so but a anything longer than that and you're going into a different energy system it's called the lactate system uh, anything longer than about three minutes you're going into what's known as the aerobic system which is a bit you know like running People like marathon runners, for example, look really stick thin, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got no no bulky muscle on them at all. So let's just pull it back a bit for a second. So you're saying that lifting weights will will that make you inflexible or not make you uh, flexible? Okay, either or. It doesn't really matter about what the weights do. Doing flexibility exercises, i.e. stretching, will make you more flexible. 
if you lift weights and don't stretch, that will probably make you less flexible. But if you don't lift weights and don't stretch, that will also make you less flexible. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one pretty short and sweet. Because I was going to say, because I'm a drummer, right? Yeah. So, um, will I lose ability when I, if, if I lift weights and bulk Sorry, you're up, a drummer. Apparently so. I was going to say, I'm an Aquarian now. <laughs> 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 if I bulk up. Yes. Oh, that's a good drumming like, <laughs> um, If I bulk up, will that uh, enhance or detract or subtract? I don't know what the word is right now. Uh, my ability to actually reach around the kit will make no difference it absolutely you wouldn't bulk up that much because you know we've all got a a body type and it's it's all genetic so some people men and women can't put on massive bulk just by lifting weights their genetics won't allow it so that's why they take protein powders and in in extreme cases they might take anabolic steroids right Really, in that case, then no, you'd have to do enormous amounts, but even then, it wouldn't. It might not make any difference. So you touched on um, bulking powders and mm. all steroids and blah blah. I'm assuming there has to be a link you know, with strength training, yes, and food. So, yeah. So like, yeah, you've got to eat a lot. Yeah. If you, yeah. So you'd be wanting to like smash the yeah. food, wouldn't you? You're, sure. You wouldn't be just going for like all these little protein powders and little antibiotic pills yeah. that you, know, you buy well, a chemist. What people have got to remember with, with supplements, which is your protein powders, and there's lots of different types of supplements, but the word supplement means something else to add on to what you've already got. Okay. So supplements and protein powders are not meal replacements. They're an extra. So if you had another job to supplement your income, that's what it's doing. It's supplementing. Yeah. So, But if you want to put on a lot of muscle, you need to eat a lot. For sure. But you need to eat a lot of everything because your carbohydrates give you the energy to lift the weight in the first place. The protein repairs tissue. Now, what I mean by tissue, it isn't just muscle. It's hair, nails, bone, anything else, skin. And it repairs. Protein does not build muscle. It's a building block for muscle. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it... Better to do like one muscle at a time? I don't know what it's called. Do you do a range of muscles at the time? Okay, so if you do a, a range of muscles at the same time, they're called compound exercises. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so for example, a bench press yep. uh, is a compound exercise. So you're working your chest, you're working your triceps, you're working your shoulders, all in one go. And we touched a bit on this before when it comes to push-ups. Uh, exactly right. right. Now, some people do isolated exercises for example a bicep curl or a tricep extension with a dumbbell and that works as well but it's far less time efficient and also may lead to being out of proportion okay well that loses another path um are there dangerous exercises to do Hmm. okay so the higher risk exercises and they are the ones which don't emulate an everyday life movement for example, a leg extension or a pec deck. So let's take the pec deck. You sit down with your feet on the floor on the bench and you put your hands behind two pads and you push the pads together and they're normally got a cable behind with weights. Now, when in your life do you do this movement, pushing your hands together, unless you try to play the symbols like the monkey, you know, you know, people, and people say to me, when you hug someone, no, you don't hug someone. First of all, you're putting your shoulder in a very dangerous place. 
that position where your hands are behind those pads is actually known as the dislocation position. Be yeah, because okay. you're externally rotating your shoulder, yeah. which puts it in a really dangerous spot. It's actually already, your shoulder is actually already partially dislocated because it's a ball and socket joint. Yeah. So when you put it in that position and then you add weight on it, that's a really dangerous exercise. Yes, it does work your chest, but is there a safer and more beneficial option? Funnily enough, you should mention that. I'm just going to go off, off track for a little. Um, because you said, how many times do you use that in um, everyday life? Now, yeah. I used to be a tie fitter. And we had this bar that you said <laughs> you actually use that. Yeah. So cause yeah. I've used those machines before, which mm. was... It's going to lead me down to another question. Sure. Um, but yeah, like so, I get this bar and I put it between the front wheels where I get it and I pull it in to yes. like take up attention. Yeah. So now look, if you have but a, that's a, a but that's a, like a one in a million. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. anybody, anybody look, else do that. It's a one-off job, isn't it? You know? Yeah. So you right. wouldn't be doing that in everyday life. The closest replication that I would probably say in not everyday life, but for a specific sport person, would yeah. be probably doing butterfly. Absolutely, and that's a specific movement. So it's similar to when we do a lat pull down. So you could, there's three ways of doing a lat pull down. One is with your palms towards you and you pull the bar down towards you, which works your back muscles, it works your biceps and your forearm muscles. Um, you can do it with your palms facing away from you and you pull it down. That puts the shoulders in that dislocation position again. Or you can do it behind your neck which is really damn awkward and fucking stupid because unless you want to pop a disc. So is that how all the, um, you see all these weightlifters want to get these massive shoulders and necks? Is that Not really. Stuff? They're doing um, probably shrugs or taking steroids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, righty then. Is it safe to exercise without somebody as with somebody? Like, do you need a spotter? With weight training, heavy weights, you definitely need a spotter. And... For safety reasons. So, for example, again, let's take the bench press. Uh, if well, look, I've, I've seen a few um, TV shows in my time where, uh, like our prison no, TV shows, where they kill people on a bench press. Cause, yeah. They lift a bench press and they just drop Yeah, them yeah, yeah, there, exactly right. Snap their necks. Or you're doing a dumbbell press and or overhead press and you drop it on your head. It's as simple as that. You know, you can really hurt yourself. To be honest, though, you'd, have, you'd want to have a pretty good spotter if you're doing a dumbbell press over your head. You drop it and they catch it before it Well, funnily enough, the head. dumbbell press over anything over your head is not recommended for safety. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd just like to introduce producer Mitch here if you're wondering <laughs> who the other voice is. So. Uh, good on him. So anything overhead isn't, isn't recommended. The, the reason why people do, sorry, do dumbbell presses or shoulder presses is to develop the shoulders. But you develop your shoulders pretty well by doing push-ups, bench press, uh, incline bench press and dips. Well, I basically, basically just work on my shoulders by just carrying the burden of my family. Boom, boom. <laughs> anyway, right, let's go left field for a minute. Gym equipment. Yep. Okay, so you go down to the, the gyms and... You see all these like um, well dumbbells and free weights. Everyone knows like because everyone everyone has the vision of um I don't know if this is a copyright problem, but the world gym you know, you know that Venice sure. Beach, all those guys out the outside with the bars and they're yes. doing all that, getting all sweaty and all looking all you know, sexy and stuff. And then you've got all these weight machines. Yeah, where where, where I I don't know. Does that take away? Yes, it, yeah. So 
There's advantages and disadvantages. So free weights will get you the best results, providing you do them properly, of course. Uh, and uh, the pin-weighted equipment is safer. You don't need a spotter. Um, however, it won't get you as good a results. It doesn't work the body as much. Well, I'm guessing, because obviously with our machines, you uh, put your, you, you've put yourself into a posture position where you can you work on individual muscle or or group of muscles, but you haven't got that, uh, I guess you're not using balance and stuff as well. That's right. Exactly. I'd be assuming. Yeah, so no, you're right. They do work and they're fine, uh, but they won't work quite as well. So right now, so when we're doing our weight training or, or strength um, training, um, joints and back, you know, are they affected and, in, and how? Okay, so your joints are held together with connective tissue, ligaments, tendons and cartilage. When you lift weight, you actually strengthen the connective tissue. So it actually is of benefit to your joints, providing the joint is of a functional movement nature. So we're coming back to that everyday natural movement. If you lift weights in that manner, then you'll be fine. There'll be absolutely no problem. This is great because I, I ask you a question when I'm interviewing, interviewing you, but then I get lost in t- listening to you because I'm actually oh, learning something at the same time. That's cool. And so like, I, and I'll forget the next question. Like, obviously, so um, joints, obviously the back's included in the joints, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. so a lot of people think they're going to hurt the back lifting weight. Well, if you get the technique right in whatever exercise you do, you're not going to hurt anything, um, especially if you've got a trainer with you or and or a spotter, making sure that everything is right. right. So... Your back has also got lots of joints, your vertebrae are joints, and obviously with a good trainer, you will not be harming those joints at all. So things like, um, for example, let me think, uh, we're going to do a bit on sit-ups later, but um, that is an non-functional movement to everyday life. So therefore, what do you think it would do to your back? Well, I'm guessing it all comes down to common sense too. Like, um, you don't do an exercise that's going to put your back into a position that it's not used to. That's correct. That's right. Absolutely. It is common sense. That's right, yeah. All right. Rapido. <laughs> all right, John. We're back to our favourite segment, Rapid Fire. It's our only segment. So, five quick questions, five quick answers. We're going to go. Number one, burn more fat. Cardio or weights? They both burn a lot of fat, but you've got to work really hard at both. The intensity has to be a lot for, for it, any of it to work, but weight training is really good for Thumbs fat. up, right over this week on sit-ups, good or bad? Okay, so a lot of people think sit-ups burn off fat. They don't do that. Uh, a lot of people think they'll give you a six-pack. They don't do that either, uh, and they're not very good for your back. Love the six-pack, which moves us on to alcohol, Fantastic. the beer belly. Indeed, yeah. Is there such a thing as a beer belly? No, there's not. It's the food that you have with it, the rubbish food that makes you fat. The beer beer will not make you fat. Best surface for running? Uh, look, it depends what you're thinking about. So technique is the most important thing for running, but grass is obviously better for most people just because... Is mashed potato and bread your enemy? Not at all. Um, mashed potato in moderation is perfectly okay. Uh, bread... Uh, there's 0.1 of a gram per serve in bread of oh, fat, so no. Awesome, thank you very much. This is going to wind up now. It's been great, John. It's been fun again, as always. That was episode two of Fitness Strip Bear. 
Any parting words of wisdom? Ellis, no, I think we're all good. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Ellis. Another great session. Can't wait to do the next one. And remember, people, getting out of bed is not a setup. That's exactly right.